Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So I got absolutely positively G-checked in the spiritual realm. And I just decided to go ahead and humble myself, have a transparent conversation with you. And this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll, I'm just going to be honest. I, I kind of have a little bit of an issue in the area of, I don't even know what to really call it. Let me just tell you what happened. So you know that I'm doing the YouTube things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And I'm, so I'm new to this space, right? I'm new to the business side of the world is really, really different for me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need all of the strength and prayers and E all the above to like really find my, my rhythm here. And I'll tell you why I am a very consistent person. I am a very one plus one equals two. I am a person that thrives, okay, and seeks diligently all things consistent. I expect that if I'm going to go ahead and set forth to do something, that my intentions and all the things that I have lined up will equal a particular output. I expect that if I go in the kitchen and I start to cook, and I do all the things that I will come out with a meal. And if I cook that meal the same way each and every time, then I will get that same result each and every time, almost like a recipe. I, I already admitted to you before, I am a very formulated grandbaby. <laughs> if you do this like that and this, you get that. Boom. You give me a good to do. You give me a good recipe, whether in the kitchen or in life. I will do all the things, sir. I promise you. Like I thrive off of that because I love order. I love consistency. And I like to be able to know what to expect. However, the comma, okay, business is not affording me that cushion, okay? Business is very inconsistent. It is very unformulated. It is polar, the opposite of the things that I like. I like to put the money in the vending machine. I like to go boop, boop, and I like the output to be what I selected. I want to be able to do that each and every time the same exact way, and that is not how it goes in business. So what happened was, I went ahead and, you know, was doing my good grandbaby due diligence. And I went to go post about a particular video that I was doing. And my eye, you know, caught a little glimmer of the number of views on the most recent post. And I felt downhearted. I was like, man, this does not feel good. That I'm doing something out of obedience. I'm doing something because I really like doing this. I'm doing something outside of my comfort zone, but I'm not seeing the reward of that. And I guess it's because I was simply just looking for my rewards in the numbers. So then whenever I feel something, I started to come up with this thing like, okay, put facts to your feelings. Because I know that certain people, depending on how they're wired, you'll stay in the emotional realm longer than what you need to. And you need someone to tap you on the shoulder and go, okay, so why do you feel that way? 
Okay, now what? And so I try to be that for myself, but I'm slowly moving from putting facts to my feelings to putting God in my feelings. So I went back and I started thinking about Genesis. And I said, so when God was creating, who was the one that said what he was creating was good? And I was like, he did. Okay. For one day? I was like, no, for every day. Oh, okay. So it's not like he created people first and then kind of stood back like, what y'all think? I was like, no. Okay. So as long as you feel in your heart that you're doing something that's aligning to what God will have you doing this time in this season, right? And as long as you see it as good, then shouldn't that be enough? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Never really thought of it that way. And I just had to have that thought out loud that you have to feel that what you're creating is not only inspired by God, but that you can take that extra O, add it to God and say, this is good. You see what I'm saying? And if I'm honest with myself, I have been experiencing that. When I created the merch line, created to multiply, there was a few things that I had to go ahead and, oh, okay, I got to update that. I got to adjust that. Let me call the manufacturer back. That's just not right. But once I was able to get it to a level that I'm like, okay, now I would be a consumer of this. If, if I didn't know this person, if I didn't know it was a family member, if, if I just saw that I would be like, yay, I like this. And so I felt good. I said, man, this feels good. And I went ahead and closed up the computer and felt great. I didn't get a new sale. It wasn't like it, it, uh, Macy's or somebody picked it up. And let me go ahead and just prophesy in the name because <laughs> I'm not afraid to go ahead and receive that. But you see what I'm saying? Like nothing grandiose happened. I just felt good about what I created. When I started off doing certain other business ventures, it was, you know, I don't, you know, the website kind of like, I don't really, not that color scheme, no, that, this, and the third. But then when I was able to really land on the final product, I felt amazing. I was like, yay. And it wasn't like a zillion people inboxed me. It wasn't like people that I'm closest to was like, yo, this is fun. I didn't get no feedback. I just felt in my spirit, this is good. And so if I'm honest with myself, that is a portion of me feeling like, yeah, this is amazing. Like I, I, I think that if you are, if you would be a consumer of what you're producing, then you already won. You already won. But unfortunately, the world and the culture thereof that we are currently partaking in, that, that's not enough. And that's also not celebrated. It's not, oh, you started a business? Oh, okay, so how's your sales going? Oh, you know, just, I'm enjoying it. Like, I mean, and for several reasons that will be given the side eye, right? Because one, you can't, uh, you can't purchase everything or purchase enough that you are actually able to make a living off of it. That, that doesn't sound like profitable, okay? That's number one. Number two, although humble and cute, bro, you need to come up with something that's going to have people starting to like, I mean, we're not trying to take over the, you know, the nine, nine and the 2000, but you're going to need somebody to support. You see what I'm saying? And so I took that to God. 
because I feel like the biggest blessings and the biggest miracles and God moves in such a miraculous way when authenticity enters the chat. And so I said that I was like, God, honestly, like, okay. The first part, if I create it and I feel like it's good and I would consume it, then like that gives me the satisfaction and it gives me the courage to go ahead and put it out because I'm not like, oh, what do they think? I'm actually pressing the button going, yay, that was awesome. I'm so excited about this. I said, so what is the problem? Like, how come, like, what's going on? And I promise you, what I heard next was so clear that that's what made me run to the phone to you. He said, you don't have a heart for one. I said, I'm sorry, sir. He said, yeah, you, you don't have a heart for one. I said, okay. Now the first thing that came to my heart was I need to go back and read Romans 12 again. I'm not going to hold me. You understand? So Romans 12 too, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And what jumped out at me was, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Ma'am, you think success is numbers. Ma'am, you think success is viral. Ma'am, you think success is oh the sales are just flowing in ma'am you think success is the reward that you're able to see financially and tangibly and what you don't understand is that the bible clearly said don't store your treasures here on earth where their moths and all the other bugs can get it but store your treasures in heaven and you have not really leaned in and partook in the fact that you know what i should celebrate the fact that i did something that was outside of my comfort zone because i wanted to be obedient i did something and I created it and I actually got to see what God feels when he said and it was good I get to feel that that is amazing but I kept going back to that one sentence but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think and then I paired it with what he told me you don't have a heart for one I said okay so God changed my mindset in that what do you mean what Help me dissect that. What does it mean for one? He said, I never ever sought out to do anything to go viral, be famous. Like that's the world you live in. And I was like, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not looking for the fame. (laughs) I'm looking for, I want to make a substantial financial lucrative amount. Okay. So that I can do this for a living. He said, yeah, but again, the way that you're wanting to get it, you're wanting to get it in a way that it probably won't suit you best. Like, I'll be honest with you. And this is my heart. I promise you, I am not interested in being viral. I'm not interested in being popular. I'm not interested. I don't, cause you know what comes with that opinions, people having to dissect what you truly mean and what your intentions are. And I don't have time for that. I don't want that. Nothing about my introverted self says I welcome everybody to have an opinion about me. I'm just, I don't have the interest, the desire, e none of the above. Like you hear what I'm saying? Like, I promise you. So I really had to dig, like, tell me what that means. He said, listen, I built according to my perfect will. And usually when I'm building something, 
it's not for you to gain so much so fast that it feels like a burden. Like I want you to enjoy the process. I want you to enjoy the path. I want you to enjoy the creating of it. Because if you're honest, like when we look at Genesis, it's like, bro, you, you made all of this just for Adam. I'm like, you didn't want to like do a whole generation worth of people first and then be like, okay, now this was worth it. He was like, no, I built all of this, all of this for Adam. I said, God, I'm a, I'm going to be honest with you. That's noble, right? Um, but I, I, and maybe I just need to go ahead and in real time, just look at that, that literally he made all of that. You mean to tell me you hovered over it with one person in mind? You literally in Genesis one says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth Two, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Three, then God said, let there be light. Then he went ahead and did the waters and separated from the heavens and earth. Then he went ahead and he said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do some dry ground and land and this and that. And I'm going to create the sun and I'm going to create the moon. And and he set all of this in motion, doing all the birds and the follies of the air and the things that are going to swim in the water and everything that's going to be the creepy and the crawlies and all these different things. And And then it says 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them 28. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. 29. God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. 31. The last verse. Then God looked over all he had made. And he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. I said, God, you literally, you you outdid yourself. You maximized and you did all of that. And you're like, I want to make sure that they have plenty. And I mean, you really, really, you're a showstopper. I'm not even going to hold you. And he was like, yeah, and I did that all for one person in mind. Adam, like, yeah, I created human beings and male and female, I created them, but no, he was the one that I already knew that I was going to breathe into and give him life. I was going to give him a soul. He was the one, he was the one I had in mind the whole time. And so when he echoed it again in my heart, have a heart for one. He took me to Matthew 18, 12. If a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? 13. And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. Pause. When I initially read that, that didn't make any sense to me. Because the way that the world that we live in, sir, you lost one? 
Okay, so mate one of the females and the males <laughs> and get you a whole nother like one or two or however it is. Like, listen, we're not about to leave and go search on a bounty for some sheep that decided to walk away. Okay, you're going to learn your lesson, but then I'll just go ahead and I will replace what I lost because we already have plenty. Why would you feel an urge to go after something that is lost? When you can go ahead and recreate it, when you can go ahead and consume more of it, when you can go ahead and find a way to produce more. And that's why he had me read Romans about the patterns and customs of this world. He said, you guys don't have a heart for one. You don't appreciate the slow business startup. You don't appreciate the singleness and the singlehood. You don't appreciate the fact that, okay, this is an entry-level position for now. You don't appreciate that you're that however age or however old and you don't have any kids yet. Everyone looks at it like you should have plenty and you should be able to always produce plenty and you should always value the 99 at all times. And God is like, no, I want y'all to have a heart for one. I remember my husband telling me once he knew that he was called to do ministry, that he would produce an entire church service if only one person showed up. Then he went that extra mile. He said, if it's only you and and me there, I would still do the church service because that's what I was called to do. And I never understood it. And so when God said this to me, I need you to have a heart for one. I was like, I get it now. It came full circle. You know how you're getting revelation or something and then something comes back and you're like, ah, I get it. And so God was like, instead of you looking at the fact that, oh man, there was only three views on this particular video in 24 hours. Why don't you look at it? Like praise God for the one praise God for the one. Why don't you have a heart for one? Why don't you have a heart for I'm doing what God called me to do? Why don't you have a heart for, and I really had to dissect that. And in real time, I'm like, well, because one is not going to cut it financially possibly. And that one, but he was like, okay, so now let's really test that. Cause I said the thing about putting facts to feelings. He said, if I can make you as lucrative as your heart's desire, but I only make your outreach one person, would that change the way that you produce? I said, no. <laughs> that actually would be, uh, it takes the pressure off. If I were able to get whatever the lucrative number, financial number amount that I'm looking for, but I only had an audience of one, would that make me feel some type of way? So then I had to change that. If I had a theater fill of people, but was making absolutely close to nothing, would I feel indifferent? So I was like, man, it's almost like you're asking for both. You're like, I want the large amount of people and I want the whole bunch of, I want the finances to reflect that. But if, if I had to choose, if I had to choose, I'm now in the season of being inclined to choose the thing that does not pull from me. So I would probably be more inclined to choose the one. And God was like, cool, 
because you're connecting it to the finance? I said, yes. He said, so now without the finance, I just want you to have a heart for one. I want you to have a heart for one. Yeah, you can come up with the marketing strategy for a whole bunch and order a coach and do all the things, but I want you to have a heart for one because we have a God that has a heart for one. We have a God that's like, I, I purposely didn't choose it so that it was multiple uh, sons of God, right? It's Jesus was it. And so God was like, I need, he understands the wanting a whole bunch. He gets it. That's why he got all the angels singing holy of holies in the heavenly courts. And like he gets it, but he's like, but you don't understand that real intimacy, real fulfillment, real contentment doesn't come from a crowd. It doesn't. It doesn't come from a whole bunch. Ask Jesus. At one point, they wanted to king him, and they were like, woohoo, he's one of the best. And then the other part, they were like, give us Barbarus. You know, Barbarus, whatever his name was, the, the murderer. They were like, yeah, and then crucify Jesus. And like, yeah, when you get a crowd, it, it, it gets it gets crowded. It gets cloudy. It gets confusing because one minute they love you and the next minute they don't. And then, and then one minute they want to buy everything. And the next minute they're canceling and boycotting. Rebuke that in the name of Jesus. But it's like, let me explain something to you. There's peace. And just having a heart for a party of one. And so I am getting myself to a place that my posture will allow me to sit in the truth of, can we not pay attention to the numbers? Can we not pay attention to, and it would be something if it was, you know, numbers didn't count, but unfortunately we live in a world that it does. In order to be monetized on YouTube, you need a certain amount of views, a certain amount of watch hours, a certain amount of subscribers, a certain amount. It's like, geez, Louise, bro. It's like, yeah, they, so you didn't just produce this idea of numbers for yourself. In order for you to get awards, you have to have this many streams. You have to, so numbers rule this world, but God is like, but I don't want it to rule your heart. I want you to have a heart for one. And so I'm going to do some inner work. I'm just going to be honest. I would be fibbing to you if I said, I'm there. I, I get it. And it's because we don't live in a world, okay, that allows for you to be able to live <laughs> and do the things um, from one. But what I feel like God is telling me in real time is, but your consistency and your diligence on the one is the thing that opens the door to abundance. Yeah, I'm not, you no, know, you don't get to lay back into the numbers, the number that you wanted in. Like, all right, now it's time to go ahead. Like, no, I want you to create what Adam in mind. I want you to go ahead and walk through this whole earth and then do a three-year ministry with one particular purpose. Like, listen, I'm on a mission to go ahead and reconnect the, these people, the creation back to the creator. Like, you got to understand, if you set out with a whole bunch of people in mind, if you set out because it's only going to be successful in your mind, based upon the numbers, then you've missed the heart of what God was trying to do through you. So my challenge to you is actually going to be my challenge to us. Let's get us to a place that we actually have a heart for one, a heart for one. We're not going to fake it. We're not going to try to, you know, put on a facade. We're just naturally going to just make that part of our daily prayer until it becomes our truth. 
God, give me a heart for one, for one person being saved, for one person getting a perspective shift, for one person feeling free from the gift of encouragement that you give me, from one person repping the merch line, from one person watching the YouTube video, from one person hearing you through my voice and saying, my gosh, I needed that. That was confirmation to my prayer. Let me go ahead and be thankful and lean in to having a heart for one. You see what I'm saying? But okay, listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm -hmm, Real short and sweet. That's what I felt like in my spirit. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you. But who? Hmm? Who? Your favorite homegirl. Created to multiply. It's the YouTube it's the dot com. It's the Patreon for the text and blogging community. It's E or the above. Uh, actually, the text and blog community is strive the letter in inspire. But you get what I'm trying to do there. And yeah, let's just go ahead and pinky swear. Come on. Give me your pinky. Give me your pinky. Okay. Pinky. Mm, okay. And we're going to make sure that we set forth in this thing called life, just having a heart for one. We're not going to be consumed with numbers. We're not going to be consumed with how much, how often, how frequent, how. That is the behavior and the customs of the world. And when you don't conform to that, God will change you by the way that you think so that you will know what he has for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that's the goal on periodic table, magnesium. You understand? But all right, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. We talk later. Okay? Later.